Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out podcast. Off a crazy weekend of quarantining. Back again. We're about 10 days away from the National Football League hosting their draft. So, uh, thank God we got something to look forward to in, in this quarantine life. And uh, I'm going to dive in today off the top of the show, the thing that I enjoy most about the draft and something that it just really excites me, heading into a draft and then even on draft night. I also listed the top five general manager jobs going into just this year. So, this draft, but leading into this fall that I'm most intrigued to see. And that if I could put myself in these jobs, I, I listed them one through five, the ones that I'd want, because I think they're in the best position to just have a huge impact. And then I just chose a bunch of other topics, things that have happened over the last, when's the last time I talked to you? Friday, so Saturday, Sunday, and then even today on Monday. But I want to, and then of course, Middlecoff Mailbag, at John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle. Direct messages, wide open. You can slide in. And uh, I'll read your question here on the podcast. And uh, also, if you can, I know a lot of you have. I greatly appreciate it. Go to the 3 and Out podcast. It has. I know a lot of you listen on Colin's feed. Also have my own feed. If you go to my own feed, it has the little picture of the microphone. If you like the show, just leave a review. And for those of you that have, greatly appreciate it. But let's start what I like most about the NFL Draft. Like any person in their late 20s, early 30s, you get a little spare cash, and it doesn't even need to be much, a couple thousand bucks. You're like, what am I going to do with this money? My rent's paid, my food's paid. You're like, you know, I, I like business. I went to business school. I'm going to start 
kind of sniffing around. You get some friends that maybe work in the financial world that you BS with over beers. Like, God, this sounds kind of cool. Especially for those of us that like gambling on sports. You're like, well, I'm putting hundreds of dollars on, you know, random playoff series and golfers on major tournaments and, you know, Penn State to cover on a Saturday night. I might as well, instead of putting some of that money, diversify and bet on a company. And as Tony Robbins says, if you just bet on companies that you use every day, you're already proven that you believe in it. Hell, I got an Apple computer. I got a, I'm looking at an iPad and I got a phone. So what did I do a couple years ago? I invested in Apple, made some money. Pretty novel concept, not that difficult. I like the stocks. And I actually think the draft is a lot like a stock market. Because I think we think when we say these players out loud, like Jerry Judy, he's just a lock to become a star. We all think he's going to be a good player. I don't know. I've seen a lot of players that we thought were going to be really good players, and they haven't become that. Maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he goes the wrong situation. Who knows? We think every first-round pick is going to be sweet. The reality is maybe half are. And then the reality is a much smaller percentage are actually impact players. There's a decent chance on draft night, Brandon Ayuk or Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver out of the group, and they might be the sixth or seventh wide receiver off the board. So the key on draft night is whoever you acquire, it's about paying the right price. Because right now, I'm a big Netflix guy and have been for a long time. And I bought in originally at $300. I took the money out a while ago when it was at like $350. It's now at like almost $400. I believe in Netflix. They've crushed it in the pandemic. We're all watching a lot of Netflix. They are way ahead of every streaming service, even with added competition in Amazon Prime. Disney created one. They're still in great shape. They, they have a, they're the lead dog in the industry. They're, they're going to crush for a long time. There's a chance that stock's $800 in 10 years. Who knows? I, you could convince me. Here's the thing, though. If you don't have a lot of cash, buying a $400 stock, like you're only going to get, hell, if you got $4,000, you're only getting 10 shares. I'd much rather find a company that was worth $40 and buy 400 shares. Make that math right. My point is, the profit is in the buy, not the sell. The key on draft night is not overpaying for stuff. Because all a draft slot is, is whatever player you're taking there, is that guy's value that slot. Now, it takes two to tango. You can't always trade back. Listen, I hated the Raiders' number four overall pick last year, taking Cleveland Farrell at four. You cannot do that. Now, Mike Mayock has gone on record. I think Mike Mayock's already like a top 10 GM in the league. He said, well, listen, we wanted to trade back. We just couldn't. We couldn't find a partner. And I'd say, you know, that's fair. But I can't take a player at four. Let's just say four is worth $100. Let's just say I'm just making an even number. You bought a a $50 player. So he's never going to have any trade value. He's already, we saw a year in, he's terrible. So even if he gets solid, he's never going to be that great you would have been better off taking a guy with a higher ceiling because, again, he might not be good either. But at least if he does hit, maybe a keep, maybe a trade. At least you got options in years to come. You got to take Devin White. You got to take Ed all. You just got to take a different player. Daniel Jones, who was taken six overall, again, hated the pick. Not because I don't believe in taking your franchise quarterback high, but I believe a team that had two picks, they could have got the other player or that player at 17. 
Because Daniel Jones, I feel very confident to this day, though Dave Gettleman disagrees, they would have got him at 17. The one team that he had to worry about, team in his division, the Washington Redskins, because the head coach, Jay Gruden, who's now fired, and the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars, wanted him. But the reality is, in something that was public, we all knew, Daniel Snyder wanted Dwayne Haskins, who's the quarterback of the Washington Redskins. Dwayne Haskins. Why? Because owners usually win the argument. So understanding value, you could have got Daniel Jones at 17. Now, again, the, 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 the deal was made. It's over. Daniel Jones is on the Giants. And instead, at 17, they have a nose tackle. Who? Dexter Lawrence is a good player. Don't like taking a nose tackle in the first round, but that's an argument for a different day. I think when you look back, sometimes your favorite player in a draft, as a general manager, as a head coach, whoever is in charge of your draft, might not be the guy you take in the first round. John Schneider's favorite player in the 2012 draft was clearly Russell Wilson. It was the player that he loved the most. He took him in the third round because he knew value. You, you could, he could easily justify, I believe this guy's going to be our franchise quarterback. I'm going to take him at, I think they had the 15th pick that year. I think it might have been the year they took Bruce Irvin. Take Russell Wilson in the first round. I love this guy. One of my favorite players I've ever uh, scouted. I think he's going to be a stud. Take him at 15. He would have been viewed as crazy at the time. Several years later, he would look like a genius. But it wasn't about that. It was about understanding that you could get Russell Wilson in the third round. Now, there's a risk. Guess what? There's a risk with everything. That's why the key is, from really the senior bowl till now, you're just acquiring information. Where a guy is going to go. That is the entire key with the draft. Understanding the player that you want, what his value is in the draft. Just because you love certain players, and if you love certain players, whatever team you are, you believe that guy's going to be a good player. But there is a separate argument about understanding where you need to go to pick that player. John Schneider's good at this. Now, I'm not saying he always gets the the draft picks right because he misses, just like any general manager. But since 2012, he's traded his first-round pick every single year. Up, down, mainly backwards and for players. And in 17 and 19, he made multiple trades. But the reality is he's always trying to get the value correct. Belichick, Howie Roseman, the Niners do a pretty good job of this. And again, they've missed. They took, once upon a time, Solomon Thomas, who they missed because he's not good enough. He doesn't have a position. Again, tries hard, you know, backup player, but you don't pay backup play. You don't draft a guy number three overall to be a backup. Just like you don't draft Trubisky. That's, again, when they took Trubisky, they misevaluated the value on that player. Now, they would have had to, he wasn't going to last till like 10. He might, you know, some of those teams that took Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, pretty clear the Chiefs would have taken Mahomes, but who knows? Maybe Bill O'Brien liked Deshaun, you know, Trubisky more than Deshaun Watson. I doubt it, but it's Bill O'Brien, you never know. But if I would have told you instead of trading up from three to two to get Trubisky and giving up a second and a third round pick, imagine if Ryan Pace had traded back three or four spots and acquired a second and third round pick, and acquired Mitch Trubisky. I don't think we'd look at it the same. And he more than likely could have done that. That, to me, is the key. Is that anyone in business will tell you, always, never be afraid to walk away. Don't get caught up on a price. There'll always be more options. And that's what's going to be complicated about this Zoom situation, trying to make trades. But, I do think the best general managers will just, I mean, there's text, there's emails, there's a million ways to get a hold of people. We'll figure it out. Because you never want to pay $1.4 million for a million-dollar house. Unless 
you have unlimited money. Like, if the Miami Dolphins traded, let's just do a hypothetical, four picks for Joe Burrow, four number ones. Pick five, pick 18, pick 26, and a next year's one. You'd go, that's a lot. They're paying... $1.3 $1.3 million, hell, $1.5 million for a $1 million home. But in a couple years, if Joe Burrow's good, that million-dollar home would immediately become a $2 million home, and you'd go, it was well worth the overpay. But there is enormous risk. They also have more money just because they have multiple first-round picks. So anyone moving up with multiple first-round picks, they have more capital to deal with. When you When you move up and you have a single pick, like your pick... 14 and you're moving up to the single digits seven or eight it's going to cost you a lot more because you got to deal with future picks who knows how good you're going to be that future pick could be a lot higher hell it could be a lot lower there's just a lot of unknown that's the entire key to the draft is just knowing value understanding the right value of what to trade for a player and then to me the the least important is the player because so much of the player is out of your control you know how hard he's going to work what he's going to fit like in your system. I'm not saying you haven't done that work and you feel confident at the time, but is, has there ever been a draft pick in the first round where a general manager goes, you know what? That pick sucked. I didn't want that guy. No. Every time you see a draft room, in the history of draft rooms, when a player is picked in the first round, high five hugs and kisses. Maybe there are a couple examples where a team gets you know, in a tough situation, but I would say... 95 plus percent of the time, it's jubilation because you really want the player. You assume the player is going to be good. But the, the reality is, is half the time he's just not for, for whatever reason, for whatever variable is the reason he fails. So the key is to spend the right amount of draft capital on that player. If you can ever get him for cheaper, you have to be able to move down if those options are there. You also have to be willing to not get caught up on one individual player have options so you can spend the right amount of draft capital. That's where the teams get in the best situations where they're not overextending themselves. They're also, you can also overthink it. And when your information's wrong, trade back and then the player's gone. So it's, this really separates the smart guys from even the kind of smart guys that just don't have the information. That's why when I was at the, at the combine, every general manager, every coach was telling me the key this week and the key moving forward is information, information, and information. What's the key in, in real estate? Location, location, location. The number one key in draft is information, information, information. And then siphoning through that information, what's correct. And clearly the best general managers have the best contacts. They got information coming from their scouts. They got information coming from opposing general managers. They use the Peter Kings, the Peter Schragers, the Adam Schefters, the rap sheets to then acquire information. And then they use all the information they're getting and then try to figure out what's correct and what's not. And then you kind of formulate your plan. Because again, this is just an economic exercise. It just happens to be with draft picks and people. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Okay, let's dive in to the top five general manager jobs I would want. And it doesn't even necessarily, the team doesn't have to be good. I factored in how many draft picks you have. I factored in where your team is, expectations, and just kind of what I would want. I'll start at one and go to five. I think the number one team, if you're a general manager, the number one thing you'd want are draft picks. Because draft picks allow you to shape a team how you want to shape a team. It's exactly what the Miami Dolphins did. They traded basically anyone that could play. And, you know, they probably won a few too many games down the stretch and put them at number five. But you can't dispute. They currently have, according to my math, three first-rounders, two second-rounders, and a third. They have three picks in the top 70, with three of them being first-rounders and two pretty good second-rounders. And then next year, they have multiple ones, oh, and multiple twos. The amount of high-level picks they have is staggering. So if they hit on six picks this year that are really high, next year two first-rounders, two second-rounders, let's just go 10 picks. If they hit on six of those 10, so 60%, especially given that a lot of them are really good picks, so you can get impact players, they could be really good. 
They also have the ammo, if they want to get crazy, to move up. I just think it's a unique job. The franchise has little history of winning since Marino. They have been the most average franchise in the league. I mean, there have been some more below-average franchises, but I'm pretty sure the last 20 years, I remember seeing a stat like last year, they were perfectly at 500. Now, they might have won a couple games, might slightly be above it, slightly below it, but for a long period of time, they were exactly at 500 post-Marino. It's pretty nuts. I didn't love selling off really good players because you drafted Minka, you drafted Laramie Tunzel in the first round. The key when you trade those guys, they have to find a franchise quarterback, if not this year, next year, but they have to. You, you can't go through this tank. This isn't, in the NBA, what's the key to tanking? Finding a transcendent player. The key to tanking in football is to find a quarterback. So either this year or next year, they have to get a franchise quarterback. But they are stocked with premium picks. And I think any general manager in any sport would die for this type of ammo in a draft. So I would say the number one general manager job that I would want, like probably any football fan would want, just given how many picks they have, would be the Miami Dolphins. Went a little off the beaten path at two. But I'm factoring in the ability to win a Super Bowl this far, this fall. He had, you know, one of the biggest free agency moves in the history of free agency. Now, it may turn out not to be, but Tom Brady signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were 7-9 last year with a quarterback that threw 30 picks. They have basically everyone on offense coming back. Their defense really came on at the end. They re-signed Sue. They should be pretty solid. They have three picks in the top 76. They have a first rounder, 14th overall. Second rounder, 45 overall and their third rounder is 76. Then they have multiple fourth-round picks. So if of those five picks, they hit on three really good players, adding Tom Brady, they have Bruce Arians, a playoff coach, they have Todd Bowles, a playoff defensive coordinator, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you can call Tampa Bay a Super Bowl contender with a really good draft. Now they got to get impact players, whether it's a legit running back, some legit offensive linemen, maybe a legitimate defensive back. But they are in a position, if they do a good job in this draft, to be poised to not just compete to win their division with the Saints, but to compete to win the NFC. If Tom Brady is good, and clearly I believe in their coach, I believe in their coaching staff, and I believe in their talent. So if you add a good draft to their existing talent and their upgraded quarterback, I think Tampa, all of a sudden, you got Jason Light could be executive of the year. My third would be Mayock and the Raiders. They went 7-9 and nine last year. Now, they had some high highs. They played really good for a stretch and were 6-4. and four. They had some low lows. They got their ass kicked by the Jets. They lost their last home game ever in Oakland to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they had a really, really productive draft. And they went 7-9, and nine, and right up until the last three or four weeks, they were in the playoff discussion. Well, now, they got two first-round picks, 12-19. They also have three third-round picks. So you could package maybe two of those threes and get into the second round. You could always use one of those first-round picks and trade back. Here's the key with the Raiders. They have a lot of solid players. Like, they just have guys that you can win with. Their problem is they don't have enough blue-chip players. Like, that's why they acquired Antonio Brown. That's why they need, they tried to get Byron Jones. Now, we could argue if Byron Jones is a blue chip player, but they need impact starters because the only way to make the playoffs is twofold. First and foremost, you need difference making players. 
and then you need depth. Well, the Raiders have depth. They had a bunch of draft picks the last couple years. They signed a lot of players in free agency the last couple years. Depth's not their problem. They don't have enough players when they're playing the Chiefs. They don't have guys that can make plays like the Honey Badger and Tyreek Hill. They don't have players when they're playing the Chargers, if the Chargers get good quarterback play, to hang with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Bosa, Ingram, and uh, Derwin James. They need to find a way, if they can use these two first-round picks, to get difference-making guys. Get a star corner and a star wide receiver. To go with Jacobs, to go with, uh, with Darren Waller, all of a sudden you might have something. And maybe you can get in that wild card mix. You got to come out of this draft. Maybe maybe trade those three threes to get up near the top of the second round and get another sweet player and try to get three impact guys. The Raiders' biggest issue right now is star players. They don't have enough of them. You can't make the playoffs without them. You can, you can win six to eight games just being consistent, running the football. Their defense is awful, but in theory, playing a little bit better defense. But this draft, given that I think this draft on paper looks excellent with a lot of impact players, and they got two high first-round picks, they, they got a chance to make a big impact. Okay, you might think I'm a little crazy here, but just listen to me. But I'm going to go with the New York Giants. A couple years ago, they took Saquon Barkley, which was too early for a running back, but there is no disputing he's a star. Last year, again, a lot of unknown on Daniel Jones, but if Daniel Jones it just becomes a top-15 quarterback, that means you have your franchise quarterback, and franchise used loosely, right? He's not going to be Mahomes or Russell Wilson. But if he's just solid, you got your quarterback for the next decade. To go with Saquon Barkley and to go with potentially whoever you nail at pick four. If you have the stones and the balls to do this, it could change your franchise forever. Isaiah Simmons. If he's your guy at four, and let's say you hit on that guy, all of a sudden you have a generational player on defense, a generational player on offense, and your starting quarterback in a three-year period. Pretty good situation. You hired the right coach. Again, I, I'm, I'm going on some assumptions. Met Joe Judge. Pretty impressive guy. I don't know anything about him. He might be a failure. We, we don't know. It's welcome to football. But what if he's good? So all of a sudden, Gettleman's hired a good coach. He's drafted Saquon, a good quarterback, and he's acquired a sweet player at number four. Now, this also could go very wrong. Daniel Jones stinks. The number four pick. If you get Isaiah Simmons, he doesn't work inside your defense and it doesn't look right. All of a sudden, you're drafting the top five again, you're fired. Very risky. But if you get this right, and if you were right previously with Daniel Jones, Dave Gettleman, there's a chance. I'm just throwing this out there. There is a chance. Within the next, you know, by the end of the season, Dave Gettleman by no means looks like the village idiot that he does now. Because he's the easiest person for the media to crush. He's the easiest person for the analytical community to crush. I think there's a decent chance that when all the dust settles, people go, you know what, Dave Gettleman? Turns out he actually did a decent job. Got to nail this, and he needs Daniel Jones to be good. The last team, this is factoring a little what they have on their team right now, and they have one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in Patrick Mahomes, who's 23, 24 years old. In the last two years, they went to the, they went won the Super Bowl, and the previous year they lost because of an offsides in the NFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs have a pick in every round. If you just hit on three of the seven players to become solid starters on your team, cheap labor, given that you're playing Patrick Mahomes, about to, probably the next year, a lot of money. You already got a pretty high-priced team in Hill, Kelsey, Honey Badger, 
Frank Clark, Chris Jones going to need to get paid. You need cheap labor. Well, it'd be pretty exciting to go, you know what I got Patrick Mahomes for? The next decade kicking everyone's ass. Now it's on me as a GM to nail draft picks and just get solid starters. Because if I get solid functional starters that are on my team for three or four years making $700,000, $800,000, I'm going to be tough to beat. And I might rattle off three or four Super Bowls. That is the key. These next couple drafts for the Chiefs are huge. Because if Veach nails these drafts, and when I say nail, get three starters. If you come out of this draft with three starters, you're golden. Because then next year you can get rid of some players that make a lot of money. You can siphon in your younger players. you got to balance out the high-end expense with cheap labor. And Mahomes, Frank Clark, Tyreek Hill, these guys aren't going anywhere. And they shouldn't because obviously Mahomes is a great player. But you're going to need... You know, a decent amount of people on a decent amount of players, decent amount of your of your roster on minimum type contracts. That's your second, your third, your fourth round picks. And for the first time in a while, Kansas City has a lot of picks because they haven't made any trades. So they're just sitting there and you get this right, like you could become, I mean, a powerhouse dynasty. Hell, I think it's fair to say they're the Super Bowl favorites right now. How could they not be? Have the best player in the game, Patrick Mahomes. You put talent around them offensively and defensively because we saw last year, if their defense plays well, they're going to win a lot of games. And that's just that's just a reality for Kansas City and looking forward to... And again, that's the thing about a draft like the Chiefs. It won't be that sexy on draft night because they're drafting at the, end of the, at the end of every round. Where it will be sexy is like week seven. You're like, wow, they got two starters from that draft and three other guys that play. Then they're in pretty good shape. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. 
Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's dive into some topics just around football, things that have happened over the weekend. Number one topic on Monday was Christian McCaffrey. I get topic, story. Christian McCaffrey signed a contract, and as the latest, I haven't seen how much guaranteed he got. I'd guess 45 to $50 million. $16 million a year. And I've seen a lot of people analytically freak out. I don't love paying running backs. I Derrick Henry carried the Titans to the AFC Championship game. Wouldn't pay him. Make him go year to year. Make him go on the franchise tag. Zeke Elliott, I, I didn't love paying him that much money. Christian McCaffrey's kind of a different animal. He was the first player last year since Roger Craig and Marshall Falk to join the 1,000-1,000 club. He's had over 100 catches two years in a row. I was way too low on him coming out. I thought he was going to be like a glorified Julian Edelman. Turns out he's like Jarvis Landry meets Saquon Barkley. He's one of the top 10 non-quarterbacks in the league. He's 23 years old. He'll be 24 when the season starts, but he's young, he's productive, he's high character. You can turn things around quick if you're the Panthers. The problem also with McCaffrey, because of his position, you couldn't flip him like a Laramie Tunzel or like a Jalen Ramsey. And at his position, he's their level, or Khalil Mack. Because if you're the Panthers and you really want to reset, you'd want to trade him for a couple first-round picks. The problem is no team's trading you a couple first-round picks for him. And then I see, oh, $16 million, way too much for a running back. When you factor in how much he impacts the game, receiving and running the ball, and at $16 million, he's only 8% of the cap this year. Well, if it goes up another $20 million next year, you're already at 6% of the cap. He doesn't cost that much money. People act like $16, $17, 18000000 $18 for these elite I can't believe you spent this on that guy. Serious? The cap, we don't have a $110 million cap anymore. Times have changed. Money's all relative. So I, I like the signing. Drew Brees signed with the NBC, which to me is a little weird. If you're Drew Brees, time is on your side. Anytime you retire and want to join the media workforce, you're going to have multiple you know, networks lined up for your services. I don't get why you sign a future contract if you're him. Don't you want to live in the moment? Try to maybe win the Super Bowl? What if you want to come back for a couple years? I just, 
That to me is a little bizarre. What is the rush? Where are these networks going? Who are they? Who are they getting better than him? Now I don't even think Drew Brees is going to be that good. Like I think Manning would be good. I think Philip Rivers would be pretty good. I think there's a chance Drew Brees wouldn't be that good. And I think he's a fantastic human being. Probably like one of the highest character guys in NFL history. But the one thing you see with Romo is he's kind of a guy's guy. He just kind of lets it flow. He's fun. Then you get some guys that are kind of critical, like a Troy Aikman. Like, what would be Drew Brees' lane? He's not going to be critical. It's not really his style. Is he super fun? I mean, he's a nice guy, but is he super fun guy? Again, I have the utmost respect for Drew Brees. I am a huge Drew Brees guy. I just, I don't know. I want my TV personalities to be a little crazy. John Madden, John Gruden, Tony Romo. You could argue Troy Aikman is like the high-end super button-up, but he, he lets it rip. I, I don't, Drew Brees is a little corporate for me. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be great at TV, but I, I, I still don't understand why he'd sign early. The XFL went bankrupt. You know, they owe a lot of people money. Their revenue stopped coming in. And the way business works, I don't think people understand this. I saw with the media, like, Vince Young stiffed a lot of people. No, he did not. Anytime you get involved with a startup, and I have several times over the last three or four years, you're risking a lot. There is no guarantee the money's going to keep flowing. There is no guarantee you're going to get the money you're promised. Part of the reason you get involved with a startup, because it sounds really good on paper. And even something like the XFL, that sounded good on paper, it had tangible things going for it, it had legitimate partners, it had money backing, things are out of your control. Corona hits, boom, no more revenue, league screwed. Vince Young is not taking money out of his personal accounts to keep this thing afloat. Especially when there's no certainty when this thing's going to end. Is Who knows? Like, he did the right thing. You just go bankrupt, and everyone that from Bob Stoops to the executives to the players, like, that's part of the deal. You sign up with something risky, sometimes it goes under. For every Apple and Amazon that hit, there's a million companies you never heard of. And I actually don't think Vince Young did anything wrong, or Vince McMahon did anything wrong here. They were set up to succeed. They were having success, and the corona hit. And now they're bankrupt. Like, it's, it's pretty complicated. When I see a lot of people, this was inevitable. No, it wasn't. They would never have gone bankrupt without corona. Would it have been some huge success? I don't know. But it for sure as hell was not going under. They were getting more, more viewers than NBA games. They were fine. Was it some rage? It wasn't the next NFL, but it was serving a specific purpose and it was working and it gave the television networks inventory. But Corona hits, it comes to a screeching halt. There is no money. And unlike the NFL, they don't have bank accounts as a league to just go through a rainy day. There was no rainy day fund. That's part of a startup. Like part of having success as a startup is getting off to a strong start. So then you can kind of snowball it into more success. And they were off to a strong start, and boom, Corona, they're they're done. Vince McMahon, he's not personally liable for this stuff. There's a reason the XFL was a corporation, LLC, or whatever it was. People don't spend their personal income to keep, you know, startups that there's no certainty for it to keep, to stay afloat. This just wasn't going to happen. So I... I Vince Young did the, or I keep calling him Vince Young. Vince McMahon did the right thing. Interesting little nugget here that Alden Smith and Mike McCarthy started a relationship at Jay Glazer's gym. 
It's where Alden first met Mike McCarthy. And it shows you, like, would the Cowboys have signed this guy just off hearsay from Jay Glazer, that he's turned his life around, that he looks good? Sometimes in life, it's just where you are, who you run into. And clearly, Mike McCarthy, I don't want to say he put his reputation on the line, but look, Jerry, you know, and Jerry's an easy sell on this. Like, hey, Jerry, I think we should do this. And Alden, you see him at the gym, you see how healthy he is. Sometimes also, if you're sweating around a guy, you see if he smells like booze or not. It's the number one place to kind of alcoholic smell. So if he's not, if he smells clean, you're like, oh, this guy, you know, he seems like he's sober. You can see it in the guy's face. McCarthy was able to have a personal interaction with this guy that probably helped, you know, it clearly did. I mean, I think uh, Alden's agent even said a big reason this happened is because McCarthy felt comfortable. They developed a personal relationship at this gym. I didn't know this. Mike McCarthy's daughter is an aspiring actress. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. Pretty cool nugget from Peter King. Roger Goodell will announce all the first-round picks from his basement. At first, I thought, you know, this is kind of stupid. They're doing it on Zoom. And then you realize, like, watching some of the Masters over the weekend, they had Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods do the recap of their Masters victory. You know, it's not ideal, but, you know, these are the cards we're dealt, and we're just dealing with them, and it's still entertaining. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll make for some funny moments. And I think for years to come, we'll look back on this and talk about the Corona draft. And I'm sure we will have some viral moments that we will never forget. Okay, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. Slide up right into those direct messages. And you'll get your questions right here. Very little has been discussed about the running backs in the 20 draft, given the strength of wide receivers, corners, quarterbacks, and offensive line and a diminishing view of running back value in recent years. Where do you see some of the top running backs going? Swift, Dobbs, and Taylor were all exceptional in college, but seem rarely mentioned as first-round options. I would expect one of them to go in the first round. Probably Dobbs could see Taylor, but either Dobbs or Taylor to go somewhere in the 20s. I think the other two guys will get drafted high in the second round, like Chubb in years past, Derrick Henry in years past. I think that early second round spot has just been a sweet spot for running backs. Teams feel comfortable drafting a guy there. You don't feel like you're using a first round pick. Now, you could argue, like, imagine if you had Derrick Henry as a first round pick, you'd have the fifth year option, you'd have a little wiggle room. But I I just think that those two guys can play. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's a baller. uh, J.K. Dobbins can play really good. Swift is solid. I like Zach Moss, though he's not going to go that high. Um, it's just it's just tough. To me, key is just catching the ball. If you can catch the ball, you can play running back in 2020. And, and, and obviously, you can play if you can't catch the ball. I mean, you have high-level value if you can run it and catch it. I'm talking about a guy that can add 70, 80 catches. Because if you're not a 70, 80 catch guy, I struggle drafting you really high. Now, Zeke is somewhat of an outlier, but I think that's going to be the question on Jonathan Taylor. J.K. can catch. Uh, I'd have to. I don't. I don't know enough about Swift. I feel like off the top of my head he can catch, but don't quote me on that. I think you got close on Tom doing Stern. I see the Pats and Belichick as the micromanaging boss, constantly telling Tom just throw the ball. No media. We don't want to hear your take on drafting or recruiting. Just throw the ball. But Tom's no, Tom knows he can do all those things. We've all left bad bosses, and when we find an organization that just says, yeah, go do it, we trust you, it's liberating. 
I would agree. The Bucks trust him and knew, and that's new. Tom is going to run with it, and I'm here for it. Hashtag Sacramento proud. The difference uh, is Tom did not leave a bad boss. Tom left arguably the most successful boss in the history of the league. Now, where I think we could meet in the middle is even if you work for a super, super successful guy, it's one thing to have a five, eight, ten-year run. Twenty years is a long time. I think 20 years of marriage is a long time. If you have a kid year one of marriage, right, by the time 20 years is over, that kid's second, third year in college. So that's, that is a very, very long period of time. We all grow tired of each other no matter how much money we're having, no matter how much success we're having, no matter how much you like the, and respect the other person. It's a natural reaction. So I do agree it's new and fresh. This notion the Bucks trust them, Obviously they do, but they don't have a choice. Tom's in control. Tom has the leverage. The Bucks do what he wants them to do, and he'll do what he wants to do. Now he's a great guy, great teammate. Tom wants to do something, he's going to do it. He didn't do that with Belichick. And it led to, I mean, the success speaks for itself. Do you think the OT position has been thoroughly overvalued? I'm asking you in regards to my beloved New York Giants. Do you think they would stand pat at four and select an offensive tackle rather than draft Simmons or trade down? I think having a competent potential pro bowler is fine. You don't need Ogden out there. Even though a player like him would be nice. Stay safe out there. I don't think it's necessarily overvalued. Because it's the guy blocking the highest paid guy on defense. And those are pass rushers. So whoever the highest paid guy is on defense, you're going to want your player on offense to be really good. Whoever they have to go up against, right? That's why you want good receivers to go up against top corners. why you want good offensive linemen to go up against top defensive linemen. And they protect your quarterback. So I, I don't think they're overvalued. Now, you're, you're right. Like, you can get by with a very solid starter. You do not need to Anthony Munoz, Tony Baselli, Orlando Pace. You just need, or Tyron Smith. You could, hell, you can win a ton. Joe Staley's been to multiple Super Bowls, and he's a solid starter. You know, Jason Peters is a high-end guy. But, hell, the Chiefs have had a lot of success with, uh, with Eric Fisher. Who's a solid starter. So, yeah, I, I think sometimes the hype... It's not like quarterback. You need a Pro Bowl quarterback to win big in the NFL. You do not need a Pro Bowl tackle to win big. You need a good tackle and good tackles, but you don't need a lead tackle. So I, I would tend to... Uh, you're on to something. Listen to it every morning on the way to work. Appreciate it. Question for the pod. Where does Jalen Hurts go? Listen, I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts guy as a quarterback. I think he's more of a hybrid player. I don't think he throws it well enough in the NFL. I do think a lot of NFL teams are going to disagree with me. I think he ends up going in the second round. I would take in the third, probably, and move him, kind of play him like a Taysom Hill role. I see more Taysom Hill. I think teams are going to see, I don't want to say they're going to see Lamar Jackson, but they're going to see some Lamar Jackson in his game. I I do not. I, I just, I think Lamar just throws it better. Clearly does now, but... I, I, I'm not the biggest Jalen Hurts at quarterback guy. In your, in your opinion, what are the most important traits that a corner must have in order to be great? Well, it depends what scheme you're in. If you're in a zone scheme, tackling's big, instincts in space are big, spatial awareness is big. If you're in a man scheme, top-end speed is huge, ball skills are massive, ball skills are huge no matter what. Instincts, like you can't teach, and instincts are when the ball's in the air, do you play the ball, do you never look at the ball? That's a huge separating factor. 
You know, tackling can be overrated, but I don't want a wuss. I don't need Richard Sherman, who's like an elite tackler, or I'm trying to think of a good tackling corner. He's the guy that always jumps out. But I, I need my guy to be able to wrap up. Uh, you got to have good feet. You, you got to just be competitive. You got to have a short memory. You got to be confident. Uh, I think I think most corners, most great corners, are confident, are tough, are mentally tough, have elite ball skills, have elite instincts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. 
Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bowl flavor, full pouches. From your time as a scout, who was your biggest home run and biggest bust? A.J. Jenkins, in terms of prospects you advocated for the Eagles to draft, regardless of whether the Eagles ultimately drafted those players. Well, my first two years, I worked in the pro department, and you're not playing as big of a role. You know, I, I was, you know, evaluating, like, practice squad guys and just starting players. Like, they, they don't they don't care what your opinion is on, like, Haloti Nada. I'm just thinking of some top player, Logan Mankins. Namdi Asamwa, who we ended up signing. Like, you don't, you don't really, you're not in those conversations. Now, I'm going to take credit for this. Andrew Sandejo was a guy I really loved. It was the UFL at the time. Some, like, minor league. I liked him. Took him to Lewis Riddick. I said, we need to work out this guy. You know, certain things are out of your control when you're one of the lower guys in the totem pole. I was all over him. He was sweet. Uh, guy, another guy that I liked coming out my last year on the road uh, I was a big Ziggy Ansa guy. I don't. We didn't have many people in the building that were big Ziggy Ansa guys, and if it wasn't for injuries, he was sweet. Guys, I missed on. I didn't miss on Matt Barkley. Didn't like him. I'm trying to think of pro guys. I didn't do college long enough to have a long list. I, I really was only involved in college full go one year. I was involved my first year a lot with like practice squad guys and free agency, and, and really doing more like. You know, I mean, when you're when you're a 25 year old pro scout, you just your opinion. It's you're more t- telling your opinion to the other scouts in the room than to the bosses. In fairness, like I don't know if my opinion. Not that I was wrong. I mean, I was you know I just tend to be pretty good. I was on the right guys, but the reality is, um, uh, I didn't play. You know, they weren't like, who should we sign? Now again, we I was in agreement. I liked a lot of the guys we were signing, but. It was more practice squad guys, ranking practice squad guys, ranking back-end guys when guys get hurt, setting up workouts. And then in the draft, what I did by the time I was doing college, Chip Kelly got there, and he definitely didn't care what I had to say. Here's a quick question about wide receivers in the draft process for you. How consistent is touchdown production from a college to pros? If a guy catches double-digit touchdowns in college, is that a good or reliable measure for future pro production? The guy I have in mind is Tyler Johnson, who got 25 touchdowns at Minnesota the last two years. I think the number one key when looking at college production is context. So if you've got 25 touchdowns, what I would do as a GM or a scouting director or whoever, I would siphon those 25 touchdowns out, and I would watch them all individually. Are 10 of those 25 blown coverage and you're wide open? Are a large majority of them in tight coverage? You know, there are guys every year that have double-digit sacks, and they get six of their ten sacks in games against lower-level opponents. And three of the ten sacks are when the offensive tackle doesn't even touch them. So I think there's a balancing act when it comes to college production. I think sometimes if you're playing in the SEC and you're catching it on a bunch of NFL defensive backs, it's going to translate. If you're playing... You know, UC Davis and Cal Poly, and you get 20 sacks a year, it's not as important. Doesn't mean it won't translate, but I think you need to dive in the individual plays. Once I see do you have the skills or not to translate, then the individual production has to be put in context. Who are you doing this against? Any of these guys you're doing it up against at future pros? The guys that are future pros, how good are they? Uh, how much is scheme? How much is the individual player? I think it's why the draft is pretty complicated. New fan of the show from Northwest Indiana. Keep up the good work. 
Me and my friends always argue about if you had to pick a quarterback to play the Super Bowl tomorrow, who would you choose and why? Would love to hear your choice. This is an all-time selection, too. Uh, I mean, you'd probably have to go Montana or Brady just because they have a combined 10. I, You know, if just the fun, like just the watching a guy have fun, I think you would go like peak Favre or peak, you know, what we're seeing in Mahomes. Like that's... There is a fun factor. So if you just give me peak Brett Favre in like 95, 96, or what last year Mahomes, I would feel just as good taking one of those two guys as I would Favre or Brady. Uh, Even Russell Wilson. Like, you gave me Russell Wilson in a Super Bowl game? I'd like my chances. There's an element to me of how entertaining is the player, how much I enjoy watching the player, how talented is the player at the given time I pick him. Now, if you get Brett Favre in the wrong year, you got no chance. Brady has shown the majority of his career, if he's in the Super Bowl, he's got a very, very good chance to win it. Same with same with Montana. So I think the safe pick would be Brady or Montana. My, my bold picks would be Mahomes or Favre, just out of the love of the game and the entertainment factor. Appreciate everyone listening. Stay quarantining. Enjoy life. And uh, let's just keep on trucking. And the draft isn't too far away, so uh, we, we still got football in our life. Have a good week. Talk to y'all soon. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.